G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. History Makers with Matt Prater. Coming off of drugs, you're going to have emotional problems, but I kept chasing after God. And he's using this vehicle to bring people out of the dark into the light. And I went forward and I knelt at the front, and it, it was a radical conversion experience. And that's where the big change happened, and that's where we decided we're going to use our music for God, we're going to change our songs. When I was about 25-year-old, I was uh, busted and into jail, and it was there that I came to the Lord. History Makers with Matt Prater. Hi, and welcome to History Makers. I'm Matt Prater. Today we're speaking with George Xanthus, who's part of the cast of the TV series The Chosen. Now, it's one of my favourite TV series I've ever watched. My wife and kids, we've watched all of it, and we can't wait for uh, the next series to be released. And I was so blessed to find out that there's an Aussie guy who is playing the role of John. Now, uh, it's so good to uh, have him on the line today. Uh, welcome along, buddy. How you doing? G'day, Matt. I'm really, really good, and thanks for having me on the show. Now, let's find out a bit of your story. What's your background? Where were you born and raised? Uh, I'm Aussie, born and raised in Sydney, Australia, from a big, fat Greek family. Uh, so, yeah, we uh, we do all the, the big, fat Greek things, and uh, <laughs> I wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> and uh, just so we uh, understand a bit of your religious background, so you were like a Greek, or Greek Orthodox, is that what your uh, your background is? Yeah, I was raised Greek Orthodox, and, um, you know, we do Greek Easter every year. We crack the red eggs and sing Christos Anesti, which is Christ is risen, and you know, it's, uh, it's and, and I mean, you know, you fast for a week and then at the end of the week, uh, you have this massive meal. You have a soup called avo lemon or soup, which has got rice and chicken and lemon juice. It's, oh man, it's, it's incredible. Wonderful. Fantastic, mate. And I'm just curious, as a young fella, uh, did you always have an aspiration to be an actor? Yeah, it's interesting. I always say this and I joke about it with uh, one of our newest cast members, Luke, who plays Judas. Uh, we both have the uh, similar kind of moment where we're watching something in a movie and we thought, that's what I want to do. And for me, it's Robin Williams and Mrs. Doubtfire, where the, like the divorce attorney or something asks him, what do you do for a living? And he says, I do voices. And then he does about 40 voices. <laughs> and I'm just, I was just looking at him going, wow. And then I see him doing the voice of like the, the weird bird in that cartoon. And that's where I was about three or four or something, or maybe four or five or something. I don't know. And that's when I'm like, I want to do what he does. Robin Williams was my icon growing up. Awesome. Well, we are going to talk about The Chosen in a moment. But on that topic, I have seen a video of you doing some impressions. And you, you do a bit of stand-up comedy as well. Um, yeah. Just for a bit of fun, can I get you to do maybe a Homer Simpson for me? Can you give that one a crack? Yeah, there's a, it's actually uh, serendipitously he, he talks about Jesus in this. He goes, listen, kids, let me tell you about another show called Wicked Guy. He had long hair and some wild ideas, and he didn't always do what other people thought was right. And that man's name was, well, I forget, but the point is, well, I forget that too. Marge, you know who I'm talking about? He used to drive that blue car. <laughs> That's really good. I, that is very good. All right. Now, what about um, Matthew McConaughey? 
Oh, that one's pretty simple. That won't be as long. It's a bit of a, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> Very you know, good. Well, I'll these little imaginary boogers in my hand. That's okay. Very good. And what about, um, you know, Shaggy, Mr. Bombastic? Can you do a bit of Shaggy for us? It's one of my best karaoke songs. What do you know? Uh, Mr. Bombastic, Mr. Mr. Lova Lova. <laughs> Very good. Very good, mate. Well, it's so good to hear that uh, you've got a bit of a comedy background as well. Uh, now, let's get to, uh, you know, the the big news, you know. I mean, this series, The Chosen, when, when you look at it, it's the number one crowd-funded project of all time uh, at uh, $10 million from over 19,000 people, translated into 50 languages, consistently ranked in the top 50 apps for iOS and Android. And, uh, you know, I mean, a lot of my friends have seen it. We all love it. Uh, tell us a bit about how you stumbled into this role of playing the Apostle John in The Chosen. Yeah, well, it, it's it's interesting because, you know, a lot of people do ask, like, oh, how did you get involved? And, you know, it's uh, we're all actors. And so, you know, like any other job, our managers give us a brief and then we go in an audition. And what's funny is, is that uh, no spoiler alerts, hopefully people have seen the show, but if they haven't, um, oh, excuse me, but John doesn't make a huge feature in the first four episodes. So it's, as you can imagine, it's hard to audition <laughs> the yeah. role of John. So they sent me in for, for Simon and then I basically did the Simon scene. And it was, it was a, you know, a bit of a compliment that Dallas told me he loved it. And then within six hours, he's just like, can you, here's seven pages. Can you do this next audition? And it was for the role of Quintus who plays, uh, you know, the Praetor, you know, the Roman kind of emperor kind of guy, not an emperor, but, you know, like the authority figure. So I came in the very next morning in Culver City, walked down because I was living in the area at the time in America, in California. And uh, I auditioned for Quintus and I was like, as opposed to Simon, where I was kind of stoic and like serious, I was laid back. I had a grape and I was just like, oh, yeah, and I was British accent. And then within 24 hours, they said, congratulations, you got the role of John. And I'm like, what? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense because, uh, you know, obviously read for two completely different roles. But I always like to think that maybe in my in my more laid back comedy style of Quintus and then my serious, stoic, composed conservative version of Simon, somewhere in the middle, I imagine that's where John exists and, and that's how I got the role. Well, it is such a great role and, you know, when I when I found out I was getting to interview John from The Chosen, I was so stoked. And then I had no idea you were an Aussie. Are there many other Aussies in the cast? No, I think, I think if, I, I hope I'm getting his name right. I think his name is Matthew, which is like serendipitous again with the show. But he's our, our one of our photographers. But that's it. And we had one other person in costume. But no, in terms of actors, I have not stumbled across another Aussie. So no one knows what I'm talking about when I say it's chock-a-block around here. And <laughs> they're like, what do you mean, chocolate? <laughs> <laughs> well, I can, I can, some breaking news, I can tell you there is one other actress from Australia. Her name is Keely Hughes, and she was an extra in uh, one of the big scenes. So uh, one oh, of my, she's one of my friends. So, yeah, th that's, that's the other Aussie that I know of. <laughs> Uh, if, wow, if she was anywhere near, uh, she should definitely, if she's an Aussie, she has to put her hand up yeah. next time she sees a scene with me in it and I'll come over and say day. I, I get really excited. I have seen another Aussie, an investor, come on. <laughs> I think I was a bit more excited than he was. <laughs> I was just right up to him and say, how are you going? Where are you from? He's from Queensland, I think. So, okay. yeah, that, well, if I'll you're listening uh, to, that, to that extra, please come up and say hello. Now, mate, um, I'm curious a bit about, you know, how it's impacted you and your faith uh, because, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, this is 
it's not straight from the Bible, but there's a lot of Bible stuff in there. Like, for example, one of my favorite scenes is a scene where Nicodemus and Jesus are talking. And uh, you're actually in that scene. And it actually shows you, as John, taking notes because you actually wrote the Gospel of John, of course, uh, and and you were there kind of scribing the conversation. And the most famous verse in the world, John 3.16, For God so loved the world, he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. So you would have been the guy that wrote that. And they show that scene when Nicodemus is wrestling with the truth about being born again. Um, what what was it like for you watching that scene take place and, and how has it impacted you? With scenes like that, and I, I, I don't mean to defer to another scene, but there's another one, and I think it's episode six or seven, where uh, we lower in the paralytic through the, the um, through Zebedee, uh, a hole in Zebedee's ceiling, uh, if, if you remember that yeah. scene. And uh, there's, uh, because with that with that scene, I mean, not to, to break the magic of the scene, uh, I <laughs> that took me and Noah, who plays Andrew, about uh, 35 seconds to film that. They just got a, a cutaway of us going, <laughs> it was Andrew telling me this, you know. So I didn't get to hear a lot of that in the moment. We just kind of got in quick and did that scene. But when we were doing that paralytic scene, Jesus has a parable where he's talking about, uh, where he asks the disciples in and amongst all the all the crowd who have come in about what do you do when your master is gone? Because someone asks, when is the kingdom of heaven coming? And in those scenes where John is not hasn't got a lot of lines, it was incredible that I found myself listening to this stuff for the very first time. You know, I went to a Greek Orthodox school when I was a kid and, uh, you know, I'm not, you know, it was, it was fantastic and everything, but, you know, as a kid, you, it may get lost on you what's being said, but sitting there in that moment and seeing Jonathan as Jesus say these words, especially when he said, what do you do when your master goes away? Are you going to go to sleep so that you can't open the gate? Well, what happens? And then one, I think it's Andrew says, you can't leave. Because what if he comes home? You can't open the gate. And Jesus is kind of saying, you've always got to be ready. You've always got to be there to open the door. And it's something that I always say that people of all faiths can listen to that and go, yeah, true. You always have to be in that open surrender moment. And I wouldn't have had that if I wasn't like, you know, sitting there listening in that scene. And if you watch that scene, a lot of us as the disciples are just listening to Jonathan as Jesus or just listening to Jesus in that moment. And that has been the most eye-opening thing for me. I, I never would have heard that in that way. And people watching the show will also hear it in a, in a different way, in my opinion. So I'm really curious about the um, what happens behind the scenes, of course. So, you know, Dallas Jenkins, obviously a genius, and I've watched a lot of his live streams where he's talking and talking and talking and talking, and then the, then the, the episode finally drops. And, um, you know, it's, it's fascinating hearing him explain what happens behind the scenes. And um, for those who don't know, uh, Dallas's dad is a guy named Jerry B. Jenkins who wrote the Left Behind series, which is a famous Christian TV series, and there's been a movie made of it with Nicolas Cage. You know, a whole bunch of uh, Christians would know who that is. But So I'm curious to know about how, you know, is there a lot of prayer that goes on in the set? Do they talk about, do they have like worship music and stuff there, or is it all just kind of down to business, let's film this, you know? Tell, tell us about what it's like behind the scenes. Well, it's uh, it's more down to business. I think, um, you know, Dallas definitely engages in a lot of prayer, um, you know, uh, and, you know, him and his wife and, you know, and Jonathan as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but on set, 
it's uh, it's 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 pretty much down to business, I would say, especially because you know we've got so much to do, and especially with with COVID in the last kind of six months to twelve months, uh, we kind of we, we just get straight stuck into it. And also, it's it, it's it's key to know that a lot of the other actors, for example, are from all different faiths, mm. and that's kind of what I was, I was saying also before, when everyone can kind of listen to this, and a lot of the actors, you know, regardless of their background, have have listened to the words and gone, yeah, that that really makes a lot of sense so on set it's it's definitely a little bit more um and i i guess that's to respect the the the, the several backgrounds and, and faiths that 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 do coexist on the show and that's what makes this family so incredible it's everyone from all different backgrounds you know i'm from australia and i'm greek orthodox and someone else is of a you know an islamic faith or, or jewish faith we've got a lot of jewish people on set you know, um, and it's everyone coming together and having a lot of fun, and we are all family. Everyone gets along. It's incredible. Mm, it's fantastic to hear. And, you know, so I'm a pastor of a church, and a lot of people in my church have watched it and have said it's really made uh, Jesus uh, a lot more relatable because, you know, some people think Jesus was just, you know, in a in a white flowing nighty and walking around saying, bless you, bless you, and just, you know, holier than thou. But Jesus hung around with fishermen, tax collectors, prostitutes, you know, the, the, the lowest of the low in, in, his, uh, in his time. He cared for them. He loved them. He spoke truth to them. Uh, it's really made people uh, have a, a more relatable uh, relationship with Jesus, if, if that's a, a way to phrase it. Um, would you say that there's a lot of people, have you heard a lot of people been impacted in a, in a similar way? Absolutely. And I'm one of them, you know, uh, what you've just said there, it hits a nail on the head. It's, you know, especially that, you know, all different types of people that he, you know, I mean, hung around with, yeah, but also brought in. There's a scene in, in my favorite episode. I mean, it would be my favorite. It's uh, John's special episode, season two, episode one, Thunder. I mean, James and John are kind of discriminatory and kind of, you know, conservative in the sense in that they're, you know, in their own circles, they're like not willing to kind of go Samaritans, no. And and then it's Jesus who comes along and says, no, 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 what makes you better than them? And it's this, it's again, what you're saying is presenting Jesus in a different way. I still get goosebumps uh, thinking about Jonathan as Jesus just reprimanding James and John in a loving way. And it's Jonathan is an incredible actor. And he, it, a lot of that is on him, uh, the, the, what you see of Jesus um, and, and that relate, relatability and that and, you know, the relationship that people have with him. But in that scene, you can kind of see all the stuff you're talking about. It's who are you to say that we sh- that those people aren't worthy, you know? Mm. And I think that kind of and especially what you were saying about, you know, being with a tax collector and a fisherman and everything. It's just so encompassing. And, and that of the way Jonathan portrays Jesus is incredible. I mean, I'm calling it now. I want him to get some Emmy or I don't know. We'll see. I mean, hopefully the show can break through and get to that stage. Um, but it's, yeah, the, 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 the depiction of Jesus in this show, I'm such a huge fan of. And it makes it so much easier as an actor as well. I, I have so much fun anytime I'm in a scene with, with Jesus because of that reason. Yeah, and he does a great job. And he, you know, there's one of my favorite scenes where he's uh, talking to kids uh, in uh, series one. And uh, he's laughing with the kids. And the kid, you know, because, you know, the Bible says, you know, that Jesus said, Let the little children come unto me, for such is the kingdom of heaven. You know, Jesus obviously was good with children because children wouldn't want to hang around someone that wasn't, you know, friendly. Um, It it paints him in in that light, which is so good. Now, there's another Aussie connection. I don't know if you realize, but uh, there was a whole bunch of Christian bands that went on set 
and performed uh, some of their favourite songs, basically to partner with the crow, the Chosen. It was a Christmas Chosen special. And uh, one of the bands is for King and Country. Another one is Hillsong United, uh, two of Australia's mm-hmm. most successful Christian bands ever. Um, they were on set uh, performing some of their songs, and uh, there was also other artists like uh, Matt Ma, Phil Wickham, Chris Tomlin, Mandisa. Some of them even wrote songs that were inspired by the movie. Um, did you get to meet any of them? Have you heard about all this yet? Oh, I mean, especially if there were Aussies there, it would have been incredible to meet them. But no, we were, um, we actually did some, uh, we, I was lucky enough to do some messages. So I read a special kind of like excerpt, uh, you know, uh, for that Christmas special. And I'm sure people can still see it, but we never got to meet them. No, but we watched it. It was a, an incredible, it was a really successful, uh, incredible, uh, and far reaching, uh, Christmas special, that one. Uh, mm. th- that was really, really great. We didn't get to meet anybody. I'm, I'm, I'm sure a lot of us wish we were there so we could kind of enjoy, you know, the, the, the music and, and the event. And I'm curious, have you been recognised? Have you been like, you know, on a subway or at a shop and someone goes, oh, it's the Apostle John, and they get on their knees and, you know, ask for a, a prophetic word? Has, has that happened at all yet? Or? Well, in, in like Texas and Utah, we were filming, we were getting spotted everywhere. And then I thought when I came to Australia, I was actually in North Queensland. I was on holiday. Uh, this was earlier in the year um, in um, like Port, uh, what would that be, Port Douglas kind of area. Um, if I've got that right, if that's the kind of north I'm getting my geography screwed up. Uh, but I actually had like a, I had a dumb mustache and like a crocodile Dundee hat. And someone like tapped me on the shoulder and said, are you John from the chosen? I go, no way. And she was so excited. I'm like, can I get a photo with you? Like I, George wanted a photo with the fan. Cause I'm like, this is, this has never happened kind of thing. So I, I it, that just shows the reach of the show, you know, all the way to the top of Queensland, to the bottom of New South Wales, you know, uh, that that's how how far the show has reached it's incredible it's yeah and and you've obviously been over in in utah filming and uh you know hopefully series three uh will be uh crowdfunded and and be filming soon so what did you have to do did you have to come back into hotel quarantine before you were allowed out is that the the, the thing you've got to do these days more or less, yeah. And I had some other work I had to do in New York and LA. So, mm. you know, I, I kind of went there and then came back and then went. And so, yeah, I mean, it doesn't sound good for like the people about like, you know, with the whole quarantine and letting people in and out and stuff. But because it's for work, yeah. I get exemption for it. But I have quarantined a total of six weeks. I have done oh, yeah. three lots of <laughs> hotel quarantine and I'm probably due for a fourth when I film next year. Wow. That'll be coming coming up. (laughs) And I guess while you're quarantining, you probably just watch The Chosen over and over, do you? Is it to kill time? (laughs) Oh, yeah. I mean, especially when the bloopers came out, I was – and the funny thing is is I love bloopers. I love doing them, but I I always – I never do them on set because I try and – because if I laugh, I'm going to go. I'm going to be off. I'll, you'll never get me back. So I actually don't do many bloopers. So that's why uh, John doesn't make much of an appearance there. Oh, good, mate. Good. Well, yeah, I've seen a bunch of those on the, the Chosen YouTube. Now, the, the other big thing is, like, I've been promoting The Chosen for ages, but people just don't get it that you can watch it on an app and put it through Apple TV or you can watch it on, you know. Can you just explain how, how do people watch it? Um, so yeah, uh, the, the main thing is, is to get the app. I mean, uh, you, I think you may have mentioned it's one of the top apps on Android and iOS. So mm-hmm. yeah, the chosen app you can watch on there. It used to be paid. Uh, but during COVID, we thought we want people to watch this show. We don't want people to kind of despair and have to pay. And it's funny at, at that stage, it was like 
like uh, it was um you could choose to do it you know it could be like a donation and that's when we got most of our of our crowdfunding was when we made the app free so that's just the power of this show and and how many people it's reached so it's completely free it's like i always say it's like a dvd box set on your phone you've got special features behind the scenes everything you want and even a little shop where you can um, look at some stuff in australia we're still finding it difficult to ship stuff over and that's why i think there's a there's a website kurong k-o-o-r-o-n-g.com.au and as of tomorrow you can actually order some some literature some some merch and more importantly the season one dvd that's uh launching tomorrow so that's a big thing and of course there's uh devotionals and uh all sorts of uh material and i've actually i, I was given a, a chosen hat the other day come and see i've been wearing that around uh lots of great yeah. merch that's available for for the chosen now mate before we wrap up i know you've got to go but uh, you know, there's a lot of people listening to this today that are probably just not in a good place, you know, mental health battles, anxiety, lockdowns, restrictions, you know, a lot of people are going through it tough. And I'm just going to ask you to share with us for like 30 seconds something encouraging from like imagine you are John right now. And give us your best Jewish accent, you know. Just <laughs> so, so what is the message that the world needs to hear uh, from the chosen, from John, what's something encouraging that you've got to share with us in the Apostle John's accent? And oh, go in the accent. <laughs> in the accent. Yeah, yeah. Oh, if, I, uh, <laughs> if I could perhaps not do it in the accent, because there's one thing I definitely want to say very quickly. Yeah. Is in this moment, episode four, the miracle of the fish. That, that sequence where Simon is absolutely dejected. He feels like there's absolutely no way anything is going to, is going to go right for him. And he pulls his ship in. It's actually when he thinks that failure is the only option, literally puts his ship into shore to meet his fate. It's kind of a full surrender. He sees Jesus there and Jesus says, you know, maybe I'll do my impression of, of Jonathan's Jesus there. Put it down for another catch, you know, and he puts his his net in and then the thousands of fish get brought up and a combination of the music and the elation of everybody. James and John get called over. We all haul this miraculous haul of fish into the boat and then Simon gets down on his knees and just goes, I, I, I should have been, you know, more worthy and whatever. And that's when a controversial thing happens. Uh, apparently in the show, Dallas said, Jesus gets down on knee level with him. And it's that I'm here with you. There's no need to look up or like I'm here with you, you know, gets down on a knee with Simon and says, follow me. And it's just that surrender. And that's kind of, I, I guess, that message, even when the times are really, really tough, you know, there's always um, uh, thousands of fish and a miracle waiting to happen. Mm, that's very good. Well said, mate. Well, George, it's been so good uh, to meet you uh, over the phone. And uh, I really want to encourage everyone listening to get the, the Chosen app and watch it online however you can. Uh, get all your friends and family together. And uh, we're praying for you and all the cast uh, that you get your funding for Series 3 and that uh, many more. I think they're looking for seven series in, in total. Is that the plan? Correct, seven series. That's that's the plan. So yeah, it's uh, we're we're looking so forward to it. Absolutely, and it's impacting people all over the world. Well done, George. I reckon you're a history maker. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Matt. Thank you so much for having me. If you'd like to hear this conversation again, listen online anytime at historymakersradio.com. 
that you'll also find links to all of our social media channels and you can subscribe to our iTunes podcast. History Makers is a faith-based ministry and we want to thank everyone for their generous support. If you've got a suggestion of anyone we should interview, send us an email, info at historymakersradio.com. God bless. I'm Matt Prater and my challenge to you now is to go and make history. This year is the 50th anniversary for the Bible League. They're celebrating all that God's done in their ministry and they're praying into all that He's going to do in the next 50 years. Ephesians 3.20 says that God is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to His power that's at work within us. To Him be the glory of the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations. If you'd like to support the Bible League as they reach the generations to come, go to BibleLeague.com.au. Station sponsor. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au. 